is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Sunday, February 25th, 2018. It is Samsung Galaxy S9 day. We're here in Barcelona, and my guest is no other than Michael Fisher. Hi, Michael. Hey, Miriam. Happy MWC to you. I know. Mr. Mobile is here. We're in a bit of an echoey room together in Barcelona right after the S9 announcement. That is true. I should be tired. I've been awake for a long time, but I'm not. Do you know why? Why? You know exactly why. You made me the most powerful coffee I've had in a long time. <laughs> like hours ago. Okay, I'm still but... vibing. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. That was really good. That Thank was you. good. Well, I'm glad that it didn't kill you with a heart attack. <laughs> not yet. Uh, which I was a little worried about. Um, <laughs> but I figured of all people, you're a healthy man. Yeah. You can handle I think it. So? Um, so. This is kind of the end of press day at Mobile Congress. Right. We've had a full day of briefings. We had some briefings yesterday. Yes. The big news, obviously, is the Galaxy S9 announcement. Of course, we knew what was coming, but we couldn't talk about it. Right. So we're here to talk about it now that we can. And also, Nokia announced some new phones, and I want to touch on them because I'm actually very excited about what they did. I'm um, stoked about that, too. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting to that, yes. And then, um, you know, time permitting, we can talk about some of the other announcements. There's still more to come, and that'll be covered in a second podcast later on this week. Yes. But um, tomorrow is Sony. Yesterday was Alcatel, and we've got a bunch more to go still. So stay tuned. ZTE was today as well. And I don't know. I mean, I've looked at the embargoed materials, but I'm not really in a position to comment too much. Neither am I. I saw the release, but I didn't. There was nothing really that I covered too closely. So, and I, yeah, I don't hit the mid range or the, the other markets beyond North America much. So, yeah. And then there's Huawei, uh, which didn't really do anything smartphone related today. Right. Uh, but we can talk about it. Potentially. So cool. let's start. Let's start with Samsung. Obviously, that's the elephant in the room. Everybody wants to know what we think. So maybe let's go over what happened, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell people what kind of the lay of the land for the S9 and S9 Plus? Just for the devices themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, because like, yeah, because for the event, I was busy. You know, like these. It's funny because I feel like everyone at home sort of gets to watch the events and the events they're interested in, right, and devote as much attention as they want to them. And even if we are at physically at a specific event odds are we've got our heads between two different screens and we're immediately out the door to something else and yeah i didn't even finish the nokia event because i bolted out the door about three quarters of the way through to be in the front of the line (laughs) for the devices 10 feet hands on behind you yeah so anyway i'm sorry that was we're going to talk about that later but samsung uh, I think my easy, my thing is if you can envision a Galaxy S8 or a Galaxy S8 Plus, you are 92% of the way to envisioning the S9. 92.5. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. But I mean, look, I guess the question, and, and I've had this discussion with a few journalists tonight already, is, is this an evolution? You know, is this boring because it's an evolution? All these questions. So what do you think? Yeah, I think a lot of people will find it dull. I think it is also super necessary. And I think a lot of companies do it this way, most notably Apple. Apple and Samsung both have sort of settled into this pattern of, of a, what everyone is calling and which I have yet to devise an alternative for, but I'll just say it anyway, a TikTok release cycle, right? Yeah, but I mean, the S, I guess the S7 to S8 was a big change. Maybe the it S9 was. to 10 or whatever it's called, X, yeah. will be a big change with the folding screen. But I think that's going to be a, a separate I product. think that'll be a one-off. Yeah. 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 So, so look, the reality is we, we weren't expecting a huge 
you know, change in design. Right. But I did expect some improvements and we got those. Yeah, we definitely did. And I feel like I want to say that, you know, it, it, you cannot, it, no company can just spoil us every year and just, and just you know, come out of the gates firing and, and redesign the product every year. Because no. you don't need to do that. That's unnecessary. The S8 was already a really, really gorgeous device, I thought. And the S9 is, is quite pretty in its own right. I am most happy about the fixed fingerprint scanner location. Because oh yeah, so there is that. So there's a few things they fixed. Yeah. Uh, first, the fingers, the fingerprint scanner. Mm -hmm. Like so, from the front, it looks like a Galaxy S8 or Galaxy S8 Plus. Yeah, right? they like, said it's they... the same display. They said they have a bit less bezel uh, yeah, on the edge. On the, on the top and bottom, they said they yeah. minimized them a little. I can't see it. I can't see it either. They but minimized the casing penetrations for sensors too. And they made it stronger. Did they? More shock resistant, apparently. Oh. Somehow. Okay. Like they're using thicker glass and a thicker uh, internal structure in the aluminum rim so that it's more shock resistant, like oh, if it gets that. dropped. Okay. Um, that's one of the things I heard, but I mean, it wasn't at the event. It was like one of the many hands-ons I read. Quickly. Okay. Well, that's great because I mean, how many busted S8s and S8 Pluses have you seen? I've seen a bunch. And honestly, no more than iPhones. I really? see more busted iPhones actually, probably because there are more iPhones. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. But you know, the reality is from the front, you'd be hard pressed to tell them apart. Totally. If you are listening to music on them with the speakers, you will notice the difference because they now have stereo speakers. Yeah. They're using the earpiece as a second speaker. I'm not sure if it's just a left-right setup or a high frequencies, low frequencies, which we've seen Huawei do on the Mate 10 Pro and, and HTC, HTC on thank the you, 10. on the 10. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Uh, I was a little bit, I kind of was hoping that when we heard the rumors about two front-facing speakers, they would be truly two front-facing yeah, speakers. Yeah, they're not. But you know what? When, when you, I understand why they did it this yeah. way. If you cannot redesign, if you're not going to be redesigning the whole thing, yeah, use the existing port on the bottom, press the earpiece into service as a second speaker. It's a good way to do it. It is. It, it's smart. I haven't listened to it, but I, you know, they're adamant it's the best Samsung phones speaker setup they've had so far. Which, to be fair, is a pretty low bar. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> but it is loud. I have heard it, and it is, it it is quite good. loud. And Is it yeah. better than the Pixel or the Huawei Mate 10 Pro? I don't know about either of those. I will say it's not quite as good as, if we're going to say it's better than the past Samsungs, that's true. It's not quite as good as the Razer phone. That still holds well, the crown. Well, of course. That's, that's in a class of its own. Its entire face is grills, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's in a class of its own. I think, though, we can safely say that, um, you know, when I say Pixel, by the way, I mean Pixel 2. I, I just want to make sure the listeners know we're not talking about the Pixel anymore. It's obsolete. Oh, sad. Sorry if you have one. Oh, oh, I have one right here. No, no, Pixel 2 I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the original Pixel. Yeah, oh, I meant okay. the Pixel original versus the 2. Right. When we say Pixel, we mean the 2. We do. Um, yeah. But I think what I was getting to was the Mate 10 Pro really surprised me for audio. So I think for speaker audio. So Did I think it? that... Yeah. Uh, it's really clear. I guess it's it was stereo loud. and every well, yeah. not stereo, but dual two two dual speaker, channel, dual channel. channel. Yeah. So there's that, but okay. So now, <laughs> if you around. flip it over, this is where the biggest change is. Like, so if you are a normal person, what I call a norm mob, normal mobile user, norm you mob, don't, norm mob, <laughs> you, don't, you, know, you don't you don't care about phones. You just buy a phone, you use it. Right. You probably won't care or notice that it's a Samsung Galaxy S8 versus S9. But if you are one of us, one of you listeners, you will notice from the fingerprint reader placement that this is the new phone. And it makes a huge difference. Basically, instead of a, a horizontal bar when the phone is held 
against your ear. It's like a vertical bar yeah. with the cameras in it. And then you've got the fingerprint reader at the bottom of that bar. Right. And it's a shrunken fingerprint reader. And I initially thought, because it's about the size of like a, like a half a pinky nail. It's yeah, really it's pretty small. small. And initially I thought that that meant you couldn't use it to swipe down the notification tray anymore. But you can? But you totally can. Yes, and that's I've gotten into the habit of doing that. See, I didn't even know that you could do that. Can you do that on the S8? You can. Oh, yep. wow. I do it on my Pixel all the time, but I, I thought it was the only phone I had that did it. But do you want to get really, really into the, oh, into the details of the gritty you, stuff? Mr. Mobile himself on the oh, podcast. Come on. Super frustrating because Samsung, the way Samsung implements it, you can swipe on the fingerprint reader, it'll deploy that notification tray, but you can't swipe it again to double deploy it like you can on the Pixel. You know how you can pull it down half Way and then pull it down all the way. Right. You can't, it doesn't work so that way. So it's a half ass? Yeah, it's kind of a, like, I'm kind of hoping they can refine it a little bit. Half ass implementation? That's the way it is on the S8. I don't know if it's that's if it's that way in the S9 or on my S8, that's how it is. I don't know, maybe. Uh, uh, we'll find out. I mean, the reality is that's how you're going to tell them apart. Uh, they're about the same thickness. I think the battery is almost the same sizes. The displays yeah. are the same sizes. No quantum leaps here. Uh, Snapdragon 845, though, is a huge quantum leap, especially for gaming. Big and deal. then another big difference is that the S8, sorry, S9 versus S9 Plus is four gigabytes of RAM versus six gigabytes of RAM. Right. And dual camera now on the S9 Plus, but only the S9 Plus. Correct. And it's the same telephoto setup as, as we see on the Note 8. 8. So FOA 2.4 telephoto with OIS on the secondary camera. Right. Right. And, and, and OIS on the primary. Right. OIS on the primary on both the S9 and S9 Plus. So right. let's talk about that because that camera is, I think, the biggest news story for me anyway on this phone. Completely agree. And I think we have two different favorite bits of it. Okay. You uh, get the slow-mo. Uh -huh. I've got the aperture. Okay. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yours so, is the most important. So. Well, I don't think it's important. It I mean, it, it depends what your needs are, right? I sure. think, um, I mean, the reality is if you buy an S9 Plus this year, you're getting pretty much the Note 8's camera mm -hmm. with this a very this dual aperture on the main camera, which we're going to get to in a second. And you're basically getting a Snapdragon 845 and no stylus. So, right. I mean, it's actually probably a pretty damn good deal because if you don't use the stylus, that's probably the phone you want to go for if you've been waiting this long. Yeah, right, because with this double camera, and which is presumably superior to the Note 8s, you're, it, the S Pen is now truly the only uh, separating factor. Which, as an aside, means what are they going to do for the Note 9? I know. Right? Because the Note 9, I mean, how do they differentiate now other than the stylus? Other than the S Pen. I mean, they've got to go even bigger on the screen or make it something stupid like a 4K screen, which no, I don't think anybody really wants. Ah. You know, it's, it's anyway, tough. Anyway, yeah, we'll we're tangents. We'll That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the dual aperture. So Samsung has changed its tune a little bit. When I first uh, got introduced to this device, um, they told me it was, they, they called it variable aperture. And that means like, an in, to me, that means multiple apertures, not mm -hmm. just two, which uh. is what the case is. So now I noticed on, on, at the show, they were saying dual aperture. Oh, so they Whereas, changed the terminology? You know, at, at the briefing, they said variable. Uh, okay. So I think they've changed the terminology because I think some people, including myself, called them on oh, it. Yeah, sure. And I said, look, this is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to rain on your awesome aperture parade. Right. But variables pushing it. And it's also confusing because other companies use variable aperture like Huawei to mean a soft uh, 
synthetic, yeah, like computational photography it's aperture, software-defined yeah. thing. Using using uh, you know using dual cameras specifically, right? Uh, and so it leads to a whole bunch of confusion for the end user and the consumers. Yeah, and so that's why I was so excited to see when I was going through my footage to put my video together that uh, some of the footage that Hayato had captured over at Android Central that I was shamelessly using stealing for my video. Uh, <laughs> he had captured this really great macro shot of the aperture actually doing its thing, opening and closing on this top, on the primary lens of this S9 Plus he was shooting. And you really can't, I mean, it's plain as day. It's when obvious. Nothing opens up and just snaps open. It's this like irising, what, like metal or plastic? I think it's the standard iris with like the, the, the metal plates that are, you know, kind of like rotate in place. Yeah. Uh, but it's miniaturized and they're using MEMS motors, which is the same kind of motors used by... Uh, by uh, OIS mechanisms. Yeah. It's basically, you know, coil, coil-based coil actuators that are very, very small and precise. Mm -hmm. And the, the little leaves that they use, the, the little metal or whatever material they're made of leaves that close and open are probably, we're talking micrograms, they're super oh. light, super thin, right? right? So it takes um, no power. So it's probably pre-shock proof mm -hmm. uh, because it's MEMS-based, not like actual motor, motor-based. Right, hopefully. So hopefully, but we'll see. But what's cool about it is it's it's not just the aperture that's, you know, two choices. It's f over 1.5 as one option and f over 2.4 as the other, and, and which is a huge variation. And 1.5 is a new record, yeah, right? Yeah, it's for, a new record. Yeah. Until now, it was 1.6 and that was brought to us by the V30 on the primary camera and the uh, Honor 10, Honor, sorry, not Honor, Mate 10, Mate 10 Pro on the on Dual, on the Dual, on both of them. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so that's, um, wow. I yeah. mean, f 1.5 is getting pretty crazy for a phone. And just like to, to basically it out like that's just the amount of light that the assembly can actually let in right that's yeah. maximizing the amount yeah of so light we're more you get, you get more shot. light on the same sensitivity sensor although i'm sure the sensor is actually better than last year yeah i so, think the sensors yeah. are upgraded so but i mean the point is that you know you just you just capture more light by default and then yeah. if you toggle to f4 2.4 you run you 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 get away with without all of the artifacting that you get from a tiny lens at 1.5 because like making that 1.5 lens means that you're going to get a lot of lens uh, flare and problems and and yeah. weird weird distortions and stuff when light hits it the right way right whereas with the 2.4 you want so in normal light you actually don't want these fast lenses that was going to be my question why not just have a big aperture to begin with why not just have it all all the time why do we need to cl clamp down to 2.4 but of course that it is for for different situations because you don't want a giant aperture when you're in the middle of the high noon out on the street right, right. i mean i think if they went up to 4 or 11 or 8 or something then you run into the noise on the sensor issue, right? Uh -huh. Because you're cu you're reducing the light, cutting out so much yeah, light. That, yeah. yeah, I think those sensors being still very small compared so to DSLRs, right? Yeah, is uh, but I mean I'm excited because I think like the reality is this: software or computational photography, as you know, we know it it's very beneficial. Pixel two, Mate ten Pro, and others. Uh, new LG V thirty S thing. Uh, Nokia talked about AI uh, computational stuff on their cameras today. Uh -huh. So the point is, it's it's here to stay and it's not going away. And it makes commodity hardware behave better. But the reality is, if your baseline hardware is better to start with, which is what Samsung's doing, then theoretically it should be a double whammo. I don't think this camera is going to beat the Pixel two yet. It's, it would be tough to do. But right? because they don't have the AR algorithms that Google does. Right. 
But Samsung knows how to make imaging. I mean, they make cameras, right? Yeah. So, and to be fair, they did call out their, the computational side a bit in the briefing where they were saying, like, this is, they, they have a dedicated block of dynamic RAM for, for image processing. In addition to the new uh, ISP and the Snapdragon 845, which is can really kick butt. And then um, the, it's amazing. Uh, they were saying that each shot, they get the equivalent of 12 exposures worth of data. Right. Mix it down and do some do and some. And they do some, you know, probably yeah. some stacking and some noise reduction using, you know, close oh, pixel stuff. Yeah, that was a big point they were making was was noise reduction for the low light stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have to take some side by side samples, which we'll, we will do well, soon. Well, like, the proof is in the pudding, and yeah. this is where Google really blew us away last year. It's like their hardware is commodity hardware. It's f one point eight. You know, mm -hmm. the sensor's not really that advanced. It's it's like wow, like that they got that much stuff out of it is. Impressive. Remarkable, yeah. I, you know, I kind of have this gut feeling that in six months or so, once the XDA community manages to extract the Pixel 2 camera into an APK we can install on, on Qualcomm devices, we're going to put the Pixel 2 camera on the Samsung Galaxy S9, and all of a sudden it's going to oh, be a whole new dimension gonna, yeah. of, of wow, totally. right? And I think that's the thing, right? It's like, you know the pixel. What does a Pixel three bring along? If if Google decides to go for fancier hardware next year and further improves the the algorithm, which they're continuously doing because they're right. able to get feedback data from all the photos and all the photos. users, it's kind of yeah. like a Tesla Model S constantly sending you know self driving data to the to the mothership. It's always right, getting better. It's always getting better. Yeah. So I think next year's Pixel three. I mean, I hope they don't screw it up, but I. I'm, I have high expectations and I hope they can meet them. But at the same time, you know, maybe we'll be totally blown away by this S9. And the S8 was already starting from a good position. Oh, it was very good. The S7 was, was, yeah. was excellent. The S6 even was pretty good. I, I so think like it's interesting because that you bring that up because in some ways, I think the S6 was better than the S7 and S8. It's funny. In some ways, I think the S7 was better than the S8. But <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the size of pixels and resolution. Probably. The, the S6 is a 16 megapixel sensor that was a 16.9 sensor. Oh. And it was probably worse in low light, plus it only had f of 1.9. Yeah. Uh, but it was probably worse in, in low light, but at the same time, it gave you so much more detail and information in daylight right. that when they went to the S7, they went with a 12 megapixel sensor and bigger pixels, and it was 4 by 3 sensor, but then you, you had the whole problem of like, uh, you know, you were you were losing so much detail in daylight compared right. to, and then the yeah. eight they managed to balance it out. I think in software. Yeah, I, 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 and I that that's when we get to this point of like I can I can still tell the difference, but only if you call my attention to it. Right, yeah, we're yeah. in such a good place right right now that the real defining differences are made in low light and challenging situations, and that's where even with the Pixel two, I still you know we shoot a lot of stuff at night. We, we do. do a lot of stuff in really crappy presentation spaces that are really nice presentation spaces that have really poor lighting. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, this didn't look yellow and awful to my eyes. And, uh, really crappy conditions, not necessarily crappy spaces. No, beautiful spaces. And you know, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, that shows you how good our eyes are at adapting to our environment. Yes. Right? We don't notice. We're like, okay. Yeah, it, and, it looks like how it looks. And that's why, you know, when we run out from, you know, our closed, closed curtains you know, in our beds, waking up in the morning and suddenly run outside, 
our eyes take you know a few few hundred milliseconds to adapt mm -hmm. and you know a lot of that is iris a lot of that is aperture like we we freaking go like yeah you oh, know you see the like close-up videography of people's eyes adapting know, to different it's levels. amazing it's so creepy it's so crazy yeah. how, how our eyes work so i mean in that in that sense the samsung uh, Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus are closer to our eyes in behavior. Mm -hmm. At least they have two settings. And I just want to point out, because, you know, this is what we do, Michael and I. We're like the grandparents of mobile, <laughs> almost. Then I want to point out that the Nokia N86 8-megapixel camera phone that succeeded the 5-megapixel N95 and N82 as the flagship imaging devices circa 2009 had a dual aperture camera really? system mm -hmm. mechanical as well mechanical but theirs wasn't using mems it was a little more motorized you like know? a real motor like a real there, spinning like, away yeah i think it was still it was probably <laughs> using a, a very a very lightweight yeah. uh you know coil-based motor but the reality is this is not the first time this has happened and also samsung did launch a phone in china the super high nw 2018 which is a flip phone that costs thousands of dollars all gold and magical uh, it's only available for the chinese market and that had that sensor that just came on the s9 oh really yeah yeah i caught that at the time and i was like i wonder if that's what we're going to see on the s9 and there, and there we are. Uh, so I think that was a way of testing it in the field mm -hmm. because then they can put a bunch of them out there. Sure. You know, and get the, get the data and if, if is this they could have fallen the back on another sensor if they really needed to. Right. Uh, for the for the, the big selling S9. Speaking of old timey stuff uh, and being the grandparents of. <laughs> are you going to bring up the Moto Aura? <laughs> I, oh, I'm not, but I am going to do that on some podcast. Okay. I want to get one of those. No, this, I couldn't figure out what the S9's camera bezel reminded me of. And ah. I, I finally figured it out. There was a Samsung phone over a decade ago now that was just a clamshell phone. It was in the, like it was before. Was it a Nextel phone? It was not. No, <laughs> no, only Motorola made those and BlackBerry. Uh, it was a Verizon wireless phone. Uh -huh. And I think, if memory serves, it was called the A880. It was a clamshell phone, but it had the, like the exact same camera bezel as we see on the S9. Wow. But where the fingerprint sensor is on the S9 was the flash. Flash, on right. The camera. And I just, I, I think I want to buy one on eBay. It just triggered the, a memory for you. Totally it was like did. one of those reptilian things. <laughs> yes. Oh, just yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of, but there's a lot of legacy Samsung design uh, across over the ages, sort of. Like, if you notice when a Samsung phone connects a voice call for you, it'll double flash the status LED. Yeah. It's been doing that for over 10 years. I mean, that stretches back to their dumb phone days. Which is kind of cool if you think about it's it. It's awesome. I, I love, love the legacy of features that are good that stay in. You yeah, know? me too. I'm all a big fan of notification lights. I, and I don't want more than one, really. But one, you can do so much with just one LED. Mm -hmm. And I now look for that in phones when I review them. LEDs? And yeah, yeah. Notification so LEDs. That the V30 doesn't have it. Oh, wait. Can I talk about what my, my Samsung thing? My you can talk about thing? anything you want. So, they, I, I don't want to say that they uh, lifted a feature directly from Sony, but they lifted a feature directly from Sony. The super, super high-speed awesome ultra slow-mo 960 frames per second 960 frames per second for 0 0.2 seconds they've got enough memory for 0.2 seconds of a burst of 960 fps which when you play it back at 30 fps is about six seconds of playback wow i believe i'm getting that math right it's five I to six seconds that's right yeah and the result is um it's not useful in all situations most of life doesn't go that far but when you're uh as i often am on the water 
or on yeah. a boat and you're just watching this water, these particulates fly from a wave or your boat's wake or something like that. Or if you're um, at, on the 4th of July or if you're oh, popping, fireworks. Off, yeah, yeah. popping off party poppers at the, uh, that Samsung thoughtfully had for us at the media demo, <laughs> uh, it's, it is just an unbelievable time machine of a device. Or throwing cakes at people's faces if yes. you really want to have fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and be messy. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Look, it's interesting to me actually that there's that they didn't just do 960 frame per second slow-mo, but that they have these cool features where you can set an area of your viewfinder that if there's motion in that area, at that moment if motion happens in that area, the slow-mo happens. Which is so smart so because it's it, so it, hard to it trigger opens, manually. Yeah, it opens up so many possibilities. And you can then play back the slow-mo and forward and reverse and in loop like uh, like back and forth, zigzag. Right. And it'll set music to it if you want. Oh yeah, is, right. Yeah, um, and you know, honestly, this is also, I think, very clever because, you know, they could have just left it at that, kind of like Sony. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they, they went all the way and, and gave you like useful features to actually benefit from it. Yes, then that is the way they improved upon it. If they had not, I kind of would have been a little bit more disappointed that they just lifted this feature. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully, um, hopefully Sony continues and, we, and improves on it some more. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. I, I think it's exciting. And and speaking of which, uh, we wouldn't be complete talking about the Galaxy S9 camera if we didn't talk about the weird emoji thing. What is it? Oh, the it's, it's like Bitmoji, but the Samsung edition where it takes a, you take a selfie of your face and it from that selfie turns. You're like create some bitmoji basically that you can then dress and give you know like you can fine tune a few things like hair color and and, and glasses and, and clothes and then you get this this bitmoji it's not bitmoji but it's kind of like it and then you can animate that kind of like you do with animoji on the iPhone 10 right and I think this is gonna be a big hit with the kids except much worse much worse. I was watching the demo and Oof. like I want to make it very clear that I <laughs> really don't like the animoji on the iPhone. I have, I have no particular affinity for uh, the iPhone over 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 an Android phone. It's fine. It, either one serves its purpose. But I've always hated the animoji thing. However, the iPhone 10 because of all that Face ID sensor stuff, like it does the 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 mouth tracking a lot better. Oh yeah, I was watching There's the Samsung a bit of a demo. Delay on and, Samsung, oh, yeah. it just looks so. Ugh. And you know, and there's such a me too thing. I really hate I know. it when companies do this. But Samsung like, oh. does that. I know. It's, and you know, I don't know. forget we're about 478 years old. You and I, so we will <laughs> yeah. never be interested in this whatsoever. It's but, true, and I try not to be a stodgy. You know, I'm not into fun stuff. But when it comes to animoji you know and crap like here's I'm the like, thing, I don't. You're I'm not tuning out. You and I are jaded and stodgy, but we will never be as jaded and stodgy as our good friend David Rudder. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Hi, David. Oh, we love you. We love um, you, David. But that's why we love him. You know, I, I stayed out late drinking with David Reddick and talking to him about die sizes on processors last night. It was a fun time. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's a. That's why I like. That's why I love Dave. That's what, he's like. You can have. Nothing. You can have drinks and talk about die sizes. Yeah. Always learn something new. And so. Um, what are yeah. we forgetting on something the Samsung? I think we got everything. We didn't. I, get I the, think what we, on the camera we got everything. We didn't get everything from the. We didn't get all the stuff from Bixby, which will okay, take exactly actually, 40 seconds. We don't care. We don't. We're done. We don't. Can we um, be done? Can I yeah, just be annoyed be that the button doesn't have any texture exactly. again? And, and the button exists. If, you know, Can we be annoyed I've, that the button still I've exists? To, I've come to peace with the fact that the button exists, and I actually kind of like talking to Bixby because it, it's like a walkie-talkie. I do like the <laughs> press to push to talk. But just texturize the button so that every time I go to turn down the volume, I don't summon Bixby. on the unlocked phones. That is so true. And... 
it'll, it'll keep the push to talk functionality enabled. So even if it's disabled, the button, you press and hold and it'll still oh, let right. you talk to That's right, that's right. So you're right, I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, that's okay. what I do on my Samsung phones. Thank you, on my Note 8 I do that, yeah. It doesn't work on, I mean, maybe with the software update they finally enabled it, but my, my Galaxy S8 Plus is an AT&T model and didn't let me disable the Bixby button. Rough. But my Note 8 is an unlocked uh, Samsung, you know, generic. Yeah. And it's great, you can do customize all kinds of things. Hmm. Um, I want, talk about the, the face unlock feature they briefly touched upon yeah. and in my briefing wasn't very detailed. I still don't have an answer on what technology they're using and I you correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think you can use it to unlock for payment. No, you, I, you, know, you can't. So from the, the picture they painted for me was, listen, iris scanning and fingerprint scanning are still going to be the, the, the secure ones, right? But if you don't want to wait for iris scanner, you don't want to mess with fingerprint scanner, you can set face unlock as a backup method. So like OnePlus 5T. Yeah, and I feel like it's the same. Like the VU10 from Honor, which has that feature. Yeah. And, and that's great, but who's going to bring us, and I think it might be Huawei with the P20, who's going to give us a face ID equivalent, like a secure that actually does, I know they can't use the Connect pattern, uh, patent, that oh. Apple acquired right. um, from that Israeli company yes. that, that originally did the connect. Remember, yeah. um, but I think that there, you know, instead of drawing a grid, you can draw, you can project dots instead. I mean, there's all these different ways of doing it, and ultimately, it needs to work in the dark. Which I think the Samsung and the I'm not sure about the Samsung, but the OnePlus 5T and the U20 require light. Well, yeah, um, the iris scanner on Samsung works better in the dark. Yeah, but yeah if you're just talking about face. So I think. Yeah, ignore the iris scanner because I don't think that's and it's very slow. bulletproof. It's slow and it's yeah. So what I want is to see someone compete with Apple on this and come out with something that if you choose to, you can ignore the fingerprint reader and it will work for Android or Google Pay, and it will work as a primary secure means of and, and in the dark. And that's right now only one company does this and it's Apple. So I want somebody to disrupt that. I was hoping Samsung would. Yeah, I guess I, I just, I'm sort of apathetic about it because I, I just feel like even with the iPhone 10 as well as it works and as kind of magical feeling as it can sometimes be, I just, I did kind of feel like it was change for change's sake. Fingerprint scanners work very no, no, well. No, but it's, it'd still be there. Like I'm just saying like, yeah, as another method. You know, I, on yeah. the P, if the P20 does this, like can match the iPhone 10 and can be used for Google payment with Face ID, or face uh, authentication or continuous face authentication. I hope that they still keep the fingerprint reader so that obviously, oh, me too. you know, because, yeah, because there's choice. So Android is about better. choice. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I agree that reaching in your pocket and this is why, and tell me what you think of this, yeah. but I had the audacity of saying the recently on the podcast or on Twitter or somewhere that I really am convinced that us tech journalists in general prefer the fingerprint reader on the back. Oh, I don't know. I think that is I, it. Do you think it's fifty-fifty? I'm not sure. It, it might be. I, I don't. You know, that's one of those divisive things that people don't always agree on. I find that I, I like it on the back because it lets me drop the notification shade on things like the right. Pixel, and it's not as easy to do when it's down low somewhere. Although, well, oh, never mind. I'm not. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Later. In the year. Yeah. L later in the year. <laughs> I think it has something to do with our good friends over at. And we'll stop now. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> oh boy, uh, the secrets. things we know. Secrets. Um, so I think 
To me, the reason I like it better in the back is because I can reach in my pocket and by the time the phone is out the pocket, it's unlocked. Right, because your fingers are in place Correct. at the point where you have to, yeah. And I don't, and people say, well, what about when the phone is face down on a surface? Which and I'm like, yeah. well, it's a, it's a valid point, but you know how awkward it is to use your thumb, unless you have your index also memorized, yeah. to use your thumb. And then at that point, you probably pick it up anyway. Right. So I say that's, BS. So I call BS on front fingerprint readers. And then nowadays with the bezel disappearing, unless it's under the display. Which and that is going to be That is going to be super it's, cool. I love I'm seeing that. I'm not on board. So I want it to be in the back. And that's, you know, the but, way I've decreed that it should be. Can you put two fingerprint sensors on a phone? Has anybody Why done that? Not? One front, one you back? You could. Code them to the same. Um, Vivo said that, uh, or rather Synaptics, yes. which did the sensor for the Vivo phone at CS, they said that you could put multiple of them under the display in different places. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that on a previous episode. Yeah. Well, that would be really I cool. I mean, obviously, it takes up phone real estate, which yeah, is probably not Yeah, and you can see them through the, when the display oh, can you? Oh, you can totally I see them. You should go back and watch my video. It's okay, like, you can totally see it under the glass. So anyway, what else is new on the S9? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Okay, so we talked about the processor. Processor's a big deal, camera's a big deal. Yeah. And that's kind of the big changes. The And of course, fingerprint replacement. Um, the yeah, face unlock thing, bah. Yeah, the big piece of, I don't care about the emoji. Uh, what are we, what are the people screaming at their phones to, for us to, well, the the headphone jack is still there. That's a good thing. That is a good and thing. And I think they made a big point. They made they made two jokes at uh, at the presentation. At the presentation. One was about the fingerprint reader still being. Uh, sorry, one about the headphone jack still being there, and then the other one. I think they made fun of themselves about the fingerprint reader placement, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> that is. They good. have a sense of humor, but they did yeah. take a jab at at uh, at Apple for the. Headphone? The face idea. Oh, for face idea. Yeah. It's so risky to take jabs like that. Uh, like, I know. You know. That's playing with fire. I know. Apple's doing pretty good stuff with face ID. I mean, honestly, um, in so far of all the facial recognition systems out there, you know, first of all, they're not all created equal. And really, the face ID on Apple is the only secure one. And it's actually the best, the fastest, the most reliable for me of all the ones I've used. It's not faster than the OnePlus. No. But the OnePlus isn't secure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I mean by fastest is... Yeah, it's fastest you know, while not sacrificing any of the Correct. Security. Yeah. Fastest while still being reliable and etc. Oh! What? I just remember... I'm sorry. I oh. just remember what we were forgetting. What? The new Dex pad. Oh, that's cool, actually. You know why? I because wanted it to be cool. They well, I don't finally, think well, they finally did it right. The fact that it's flat now, so you can use it as a trackpad. Yes. Which the software does. Which is cool. And the headphone jack's still accessible, which it wasn't. Exposed, which it wasn't on the dock. And... It is smart. But I just... The dock... The, the does it have dock, to be a dock? I know. The, I, but it look Yes. The old dock looks so cool on yeah, your desk, and like it was it Star Trek. Exactly, I will still use the old dock. Does it have a fan in it? Yeah, I think it and did. Both generations do. The Dex Pad has a fan in it too. Ah. Here's my thing: the Dex Pad. When I saw the leaked images weeks ago, it's. I thought it was going to be a portable deck solution, like a real portable Ooh. thing, right? Yeah. But no, you still need to plug it into the wall because it still needs a power for its fan, and it still needs to power the phone because they want the phone to be charging while it's in Dex mode. Cool, I get it, but not to. He praise on Huawei for literally stealing this feature wholesale Almost, from Samsung. Yeah. Well, and I don't mean literally in the fact that I know that happened, but <laughs> it seems pretty obvious they just stole the feature. Yeah. Um, you can just plug a USB-C to HDMI cable into a Huawei Mate 10 Pro, plug and it, it into a TV, works. and it works. 
And I'm like, I pressed him on this. I'm like, why, Samsung? Did you? Know. Why do you make us use the dock? And the only answer I got was like, we want you to. We want spend three ninety nine or whatever it is. That's the real answer. <laughs> but they were like, we want the fan. We want to keep the phone cool. I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. But anyway, Dex is still a thing. Yeah, it's 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 a thing that I don't think anybody uses, but I think it's cool. But I think it's cool, and I want to see it continue to grow. It's the best implementation software-wise, too. Yeah. But Huawei doesn't come close. No, and, the, and with with um, with Samsung, the, the they made a point of saying several times that it's not like there's a Dex SDK. It's just running Android apps in full screen mode with those couple lines of code that are yeah. required. The same thing for when you're running an Android app yeah. on a Chromebook, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's cool. I mean look, I'm I'm all for diversity. I just wish that the implementation was a little like I think Huawei's implementation physically is better. I think uh, uh, that you know Samsung's implementation in software is better. Yeah. So I wish I could get the best of best both. Best of both worlds, um, yeah. But look, the reality is the Samsung Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus are going to sell like hotcakes. Of and, course. Um, the, you know, if you if you have to get in from an S8 or an S8 Plus, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I wouldn't say, uh, say unless S7 you have a lot well. of money. Um, but it, yeah, from an S7, I think it might still be worth it. An S7 is a nice jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and anything before the S7 too. And also, if you're crossing over from from an iPhone, yeah. And you're looking for you know other options beyond the ones we always bat around like Pixel Two and all that stuff like yeah i mean the, it, it seems competitive now that said we haven't used these in the real world yet yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna mess up too much last year they made the software so much better that i didn't feel like destroying the phone the first hour I used it i agree uh, yeah. with a hammer <laughs> yeah um but i'm hoping that stays true uh yeah. bixby of course is still bixby yeah and it's funny how much of a fuss they made about bixby at the, at the thing. oh man i know and it was like i was kind of oh. expecting it to, to be more than it was but all the stuff that was shown was like oh well this is you pointed at this sign and it translates it yeah okay we've been seeing that for years i know it's, it's powered like, by google translate and god put some synthetic lipstick on and then you get to buy it and okay well fine i you mean know. you know Whatever. the only thing i like about bixby honestly is bixby vision but as you said it's it exists on other platforms and yeah. does just the same if not better you know what I mean, the only thing i like about bixby what or the thing i like most about bixby is when it wakes me up in the morning and gives me a news flash Ah. It's like, good morning, Michael. The time is whatever. Here's what happened while you were sleeping. And it reads the oh, news headlines. Cool. And it's, it is cool. Yeah. Well, can you not just say, you know, I'm not going to say it because people is going to trigger, but the, oh. okay, mm-mm. Yeah, uh, and then read me my, you, you know, can. what? tell me about my day or yeah, whatever. Bixby will do it like automatically. It's part of the alarm. And all of a sudden I wake up because someone's talking to me and she's telling me the news. And I think that's kind of cool. Here's the weather, you know, and that's not. That's good to know. Yeah. See, there you go. You learn some new things yeah, every day. Yeah. I had no idea that was a feature. It is. Okay. So, s trying to think what else is about Samsung. New colors. Colors. Uh, and that we supposedly are getting to in the U.S. this year. Yeah, there's only one that's not coming to the U.S. It's the gray, gray one. Yeah, All exactly. the three colors are coming. So, there's a beautiful pink, purple, Which fuchsia. Is gorgeous. Indigo. Yeah. We and don't know because under different lights, a different color. Yeah, and also when we all mess with our photos and video and oh god, color. <laughs> you know, I know when you're making that thumbnail, it's got to be hot, right? Bump that sash. I mean, you know, when you can't take the phone out in sunlight to see what its real color looks like, uh -huh. and you're in artificial light, and you have to white balance it, yep. and you guess and because you don't exactly hey, know what it's supposed to look like. 150% sash. Yeah. <laughs> Crank it. Crank it. Uh, the, uh, and then the blue one is really pretty, right? Blue wait, no, 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 wait. That, they had, uh, so they had a blue one on site. 
when I was doing my thing, what colors are actually there? Because the blue one they had was an S8. Um, ah. So the S9. So they have this kind of silver grayish color. Right, and that's the one we're now. They have the blackish dark right, color. Right, the black one. I'm sure we'll get those two because they sell probably like, apparently they sell so many more blacks. Yeah, we don't get the silver one. I like, or, no silver. Uh, and then I think we're getting the rose blue. One. I thought there was. I don't think. Uh, yeah, we're not getting. I don't think we're getting that fuchsia rose, indigo, purple. We are. We are. Right. Okay, yeah. so then we're not getting the blue. No, we're not getting the silver. Oh, the silver. All right, yeah. the, the gray. It's <laughs> yeah. not a silver. It's a gray. Yeah. So what's the color we're forgetting? What's going on here? And yeah. there's only four. I know. See, we put Black, our phones. We put our phones blue, purple, away, and so we can't look this pink. up. Yeah. And yeah, it's not well. green. They only did green once. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll figure it out. That green was good. Was that that was a seven or a six? Six, six, six a seven? six. Yeah. Forest green. Yeah, it was amazing. You know what was missing from that green? What? The edges, the metal bezel it's being gold. gold. Agreed. Oh, essential finally released. Yeah, but it's not. It turns depth. out it's more an indigo. Not yeah, indigo. Like teal, more teal. Yeah. yeah. It, I thought it was an. It was gonna be ocean green, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, this might be a good segue. Yeah. What you were gonna say something? Is it still Samsung related? No, because I'm gonna end Samsung done, now. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Bye, Samsung. S9. You're good to know. We hey. loved you once. Congregate. We still maybe love you. <laughs> Give us some Galaxy Fine. S9s tomorrow, bad. and we will Nothing tell bad. you if we love you. Yeah. Um, the segue was gonna be uh, the talking of gold framed highlights with Nokia. Oh, uh, you know so what I'm this, talking about. This was fun. We sat. Oh. We sat together at the event. Yeah. Well, first we had a briefing. Yes. A remote Skype briefing two oh, right. days ago. Right. And you were on that call, and I was on that call, I and was. I was giddy on the other end. I was just <laughs> like, uh, okay. So let's. Where do we start? We have to I want start. To start with, I want to start with a disclaimer. Um, yeah. I am I am tired of everyone falling back on this like kind of oft repeated sentiment that Nokia is not is is not really Nokia. God, so, I'm so sick of that. Right, and listen, I get where it's coming from, right? Because technically speaking, sure, right? Nokia, the the phones division was sold to Microsoft. Microsoft did what it did, with we all know what happened there, and it kind of fell apart. The and then the what was left was, is now doing network network infrastructure and that business, which never really changed, right? But what happened with after the Windows Phone implosion thing? With this, with this HMD Global acquiring the rights to the Nokia brand name to sell mobile right. phones, HMD Global is not some like it's it's not a situation. They're a Finnish like, company, first of all, not a Chinese not a, company. Exactly, everyone, exactly what I was going to say. They're not a, they're not just a kind of a faceless and Chinese a whole bunch company of ex buying a brand people thing, and then that oh, came back on the board of this company and the executive leadership and the design and the engineering. It's full of ex Nokia people yeah. and ex Microsoft people who got bought by Microsoft and So yes, this is a very complicated road to follow. But when you look at what the current structure of the company is, it is as close to the old Nokia yeah. mobile or Nokia, as you can get with the company having gone through the crap that it's gone through. Yeah. So, like, it is it it is not a situation like, and I don't like beating up on BlackBerry because BlackBerry also has a complicated situation. Who am I thinking of? Oh, Polaroid. It's oh, not like a no, Polaroid situation like Polaroid. where somebody just bought the name and exactly. it totally has yeah. no DNA. No, and I mean, you know, a lot, and, and it's funny you brought up BlackBerry because I think, you know, I'm, I, I love what they're doing and, you know, they, it's great. But BlackBerry is much more of an example that you should kind of, in a way, be more critical of because they're owned by a Chinese company and and I mean they're doing a good job but, but Blackberry also has a lot of executives from Blackberry they do right? and that's the thing yeah. so and that's how it works I mean look so I'm glad you brought that up because 
when I posted my my photos today on my Facebook, I had so many negative comments. Like, mm -hmm. well, look, they're just milking the brand name for just everything, the and they're name. making the yeah. same mistakes all over again by selling these phones that nobody wants. And I'm like, do you like? First of all, I want I, look. I don't have the exact facts in front of me, so if you can fact check me, listeners, but. The reality is I think they reached 3% market share last year. And, and I think that's total global smartphone. No, I, or is that phone? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. They, they, they flashed a lot of specs. I, think I mean, but, but, but no, but like that, that was an announcement a few weeks back. Okay. During like their earnings or something. Yeah. And, and the point is that they're doing much better than we think of because in the US they don't exist. Right. So we don't think of them, but in India, in Russia, in parts of Europe, they're huge for their smartphone, for the Android. And they've done some great Android phones that uh, we just are not familiar with. And they've continued with this year's announcement here at MWC. And then there's also the dumb phone side where they're back, like the number one brand in dumb phones in the world. <laughs> and, crazy. and I don't remember if it was 70 million Dumb phones or total phones sold or smart. I don't think it was smartphones. No, it was but smart. seventy million phones in their first year give you some perspective. I think Huawei sells like, Oof. like I don't know, I don't like four hundred eighty million or something. I mean, the point is, it's like it's an impressive. It's a pretty damn big game. number. Yeah, and for a year old company. And I think a lot of that rides on rides on the name, which is why it was very smart to continue like to maintain the brand. As it was, it's it's the brand is unchanged. It's Nokia, like yeah. the, the word mark is unchanged. All that, but and everyone made fun of them last year, or not everyone, but all the more cynical people. folks were and like, you know what? For, "Fair enough for redoing the thirty-one or the thirty-three ten." And I get it, right? Yeah, I, Fair I enough. understand. Fair yeah, enough. Be critical, it's a, right? But that phone, which I thought, which I was even asking last year if it, if it would even be sold on Moss in, in many markets. Has sold. It's it's like the number one feature phone in several markets. Yeah, that's now. what I'm saying. <laughs> it, I, I mean, we got to remember amazing. developing countries, Africa, some some parts of South America. These phones are they rule there, yeah. and Nokia rules there. Still has a brand today. Right. So it's not exactly a growth market, right? No, not, but no. but it's it's it is impressive that the tactic has succeeded. And so they launched. Oh, so excited about this the banana phone ring 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 banana phone the the Nokia 8110 4G so it's an LTE based basically think of the 3310 last year and then put it in a package with a slide out what with a cover that slides out to reveal a numpad well, yeah and well it's even easier just think of the matrix right the matrix it's a phone from the matrix it is. but it's not spring-loaded like in the matrix right because the original wasn't either. the original wasn't either yeah. it was a one-off spring-loaded phone they, they built for the matrix take the guts out of the phone to put the springs in to make that thing correct yeah so um so that's the phone it's in yellow and in black and very much like last year's retro rebirth of the 3310 the retro rebirth of the 8110 4G has, um, you know, basically a two megapixel camera, headphone jack, micro USB, and but the difference is it has 4G LTE and it can be used as a hotspot for that. Right. Um, because the we got a 3G version of 3310, which is what you need if you're in the US because 2G yep. has gone away. And did go on sale in the US. Which did go on sale in the US, which I finally got a review unit a week before coming to MWC. Oh, you did? I just bought one. It was like <laughs> oh, 50 bucks on Best Buy. I was like, I'm and, just buying one. And, just give me this. And so that's, um, but 
What is the OS that thing runs? Yeah, because it's, like it's different, right? Chi OS, QI? No, I think it's KAI, and I may OS. be messing that up because that's a Bajoran religious leader. It might also <laughs> be the name of this. It's OS. like DJ Co. Yes. Samsung. <laughs> yeah. I always think of him as a DJ. Like I think it's somebody, somebody tweeted today. I was like, I just want to see DJ. So, so Chi OS is different, I think, than the OS on the thirty-three ten. The thirty-three ten is S forty based, right? Yeah. Series forty. It's a, yeah, it's a Symbian like derivative. Yeah. Yeah, Series this 40. is from a, an American vendor, software huh. vendor, that makes the software for carrier phones, for carrier dumb phones. Ah. And it runs HTML5 apps. Ah, okay. So that's why they have, a, they, and they partner with Google to make some, to make Google some apps. equivalent apps that are not Android apps, but behave like the Google apps. Right. Like Google Maps, Google Search, and then you've got Facebook and Twitter Assistant, as well. right? Uh, I don't know if assistant, uh, maybe. But anyway, so software would be interesting because for me, the 3310 is, you know, series 40 evolution. It's, you know, the same old. Right. Um, but this could be better, probably more responsive, faster, maybe. Maybe. But I, it's, it's tough to tell what as mushy as the keyboard is. I will yeah, give it, it crap for the mushy, mushy keyboard. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to text and I was like, oof, oof, this is rough. Well, but still, I think I can't wait because it's oh, so gosh, cool. It's Come so on, awesome. it's so cool. Oh, and how comfortable is it to talk on? I the know. thing is, like, as long as a school bus, you hold it up to your head <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is great. The mic is right in front of my mouth. It feels like, oh, and then when you slide the slider shut, it definitely hangs up the call. It also turns off the screen. And yeah. when you slide it back open, it turns the screen back on. I it's know. the little things, folks. I know. It's the stuff we forget about because our phones are just non-moving blocks now. Right. They used to be so much fun. There used to be buttons and springs and latches and clacks. And so 79 Euro. uh, euros for that, um, which is a little more than 3310, which was, yeah. I don't know, 50 euros, 49, well, 39? When it came to the States, I paid 50 bucks for it, and 79 euros equates to 100 bucks about. Uh, close so, to 100. So it's about maybe, double the price. Yeah. 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 I think it might be more like 80, yeah. 85 or 90. I bucks. think it's like 90. 90. Anyway, it's up there. the point is, it's you don't care. No. You yeah. just, you're not going to buy this phone because you want a dumb phone. Right. Well, maybe. You're not going to buy this phone. You want to buy a phone because you want the coolness of the retro banana matrix phone. And it is the epitome of a first world statement for, I think they said on stage today, where it's just like, yeah, if you want a weekend phone or a vacation phone, it's like... Or, or take a break from messaging phone because you suck at T9. That's right. your phone. But, and like, it is a thing that I legit want to do sometimes. I went up to the to a cabin in New Hampshire for, uh, for my girlfriend's birthday, and uh, I was, I took a phone, it was an Android phone, it was a smartphone, but I just, it was a phone I hadn't set up. Sweet. And I just made it sync with my personal email. That's I it. didn't set up any work accounts. I didn't do anything. Nice. And it was such a nice relief that the next time I do that, I'm totally doing it with the 8110 because I'm buying the hell out of it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get well, I'm going to try to get a review in it. But um, I'm going to try. Let's talk about the other ones, because I mean, obviously, we're mostly excited about that one. Yeah. And so, by the way, as an aside, I didn't mention this yet, but if you're, by the time you're listening to this podcast, I will have a hands-on video up with the banana phone with the 8110 4G from Nokia. And I will have a hands-on with the Galaxy S9 Plus. I picked the S9 Plus because I figured, you know, remove the second camera, shrink it down in your head. You can exactly imagine what the S9 is going to be like. Um, so the other Nokia phones, there's a Nokia One, which is like the most entry-level Android phone that they've ever made. Yeah. And what I love about that phone is a number of things. The price, mm. which is ridiculous, like 80 bucks. Like it's in Moto E4 territory. Yeah. But Moto E4 only costs 80 bucks on Verizon. If you buy it normally, it's like 100 and something. Yeah, you got to get it through Amazon Prime exclusive right. if you want the real deal. 
So this is like an insanely low price for an Android One phone. I don't know what chipset they're using. I'm kind of convinced it's a Qualcomm of some kind, but it could be a MediaTek because in their low ends last year, they used MediaTek. Anyway, sense. the thing is it runs Android Go and it's optimized version of Android for like low performance hardware. And I have a feeling it's not gonna suck, number one. Number two, the design is so like, remember those Lumias we got before Nokia just changed their name, the phones to Microsoft? Yeah. Those last few Lumias we got that were like the 630 and the 630, yeah. those, it's kind of that industrial design. The, the, you know, the, the polycarb is painted through, so if you scuff it up, it's you know, use some magic eraser and it's back to normal, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it's really cool. And, the dis and they didn't skimp, you know, the display is high quality, it's an IPS panel, it's got the, the coating on it, so it looks really nice and black. It's so um, I just tuned out until the eight. So I mean, keep on, keep on informing me. All of me. that <laughs> is the stuff that we got in our briefing. I wasn't paying attention in the actual thing this morning. <laughs> yeah. um, you make a good point. Like that, that one and the, the other ones you're going to talk about are our competition for the reigning champs of the Moto G and E. Yeah. And they might be. And, the software and, is and I mean, not in the U.S. because you know, then they'll probably never sell in the U.S. Gotcha. But the, the point is, I mean, don't quote me on the price of $80. It might be more. But the point is like it's less, it's in the $100 range and it's, it's gonna be an exquisitely awesome phone, I have a feeling, for its price point. Um, then there's a Nokia uh, 6 that they redid this year, which was already existing phone on their... on their. Yeah, they redid on, that for China already. Right? Yeah, and the 6, so that one is a, um, just, I don't know what the, I think it's a new processor and a bunch of, did they do an ultra wide screen on that? Oh, it's a seven plus that did the ultra wide screen. Seven plus, cause the right. six still has the old screen format. They did change the processor on another. Right, it's just mostly, uh, you know, some improved, and then better, better camera and all that good stuff. And you know, machine out of a salt block of aluminum and all mm -hmm. that. But the two that I'm mostly excited after the banana phone is are sorry the seven Nokia Seven Plus, which is a brand new device, which is their first ultra wide screen, eighteen by nine, small bezel phone, mm -hmm. and it has a really kick ass um, dual camera system in the back. No, it's basically think of it as this super premium flagship style device but scaled down a bit in price and in specs to fit a price point that's half the price of a flagship. So think OnePlus 5T, think, you know, um, View 10, like think these phones that are 500-ish dollars but give you close to flagship specs. That's what the 7 Plus is. And it comes in this white and gold, like oh, I bet that the white great. finish, like it's a matte white, very similar to the OnePlus 5T matte oh, white. Yeah. And then it has gold, like they're, they're machined in, like it's dual anodization. So they're machine gold highlights and oh my God, it's, oh, it's sick. And then um, that one's um, a Snapdragon 660. So not, okay. a, unfortunately not a flagship, Base chip, but it's one of the new, new mid rangers that is going to be amazing battery life. Newest of the 600 series, yeah. <clears throat> and then the final one is the uh, Nokia 8 uh, Scirocco, which is last year there was a Nokia 8. This is kind of taking that, shrinking it down in size a bit, 
uh, given it like the Samsung Galaxy style display that kind of Infinity uh, falls on the edges, off. right? Yeah, it's very nice. But it's a 69 display. Yes, it is. And it's a smaller display, so the phone is more compact. Very compact. And it has a kick-ass dual camera Zeiss system similar to the 7 Plus. And the Scirocco brand is, is a rebirth of something Nokia had before, which was a high-end brand for some of their phones. The other high-end brand for some of their phones is RTE, yeah. A-R-T-E, and we haven't seen them use that yet, but they will, guaranteed, you know it. It's but they used it, is Scirocco a recycled brand? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a recycle. I think it's happened before. Wow, that's and interesting. at least it rings a bell to me. And so, and not about the Volkswagen car, which yes. was, Volkswagen <laughs> made a really great kick-ass coupe back in the day of the early days of the Golf called the Scirocco, and most recently came back with it, and now they discontinued it again. Huh. Uh, not only in Europe, though, the the, re the comeback, um, and they don't spell it the same. It's Scirocco with an SC versus Scirocco with an S. Uh, but anyway, I digress. The Nokia A Scirocco is super high premium. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Nuts, like it's a 799 euros, so it's really high. Yeah. But what's cool about it is. It's a, it's a compact phone for its screen size, so yes. very much like the iPhone 10, very, very much like the Essential and the S8 and the S9, mm -hmm. uh, non-plus. And it is made of, it's a, a solid one block of stainless steel that's machined. On the sides. Kind, yeah. of, kind of like the iPhone 10. Yeah. And then it's got basically the waterfall screen on both sides. Well, uh, no, just on, on the front. On the front, but then the, the, the back, back is flat. The back out. is flat, yeah. Yeah, and the back. But it's glass. It's glass, so they've enabled wireless charging for it. Oh, yeah. And they threw the fingerprint scanner around the back below the camera, which, I which is great. Which they did on the 7 Plus as well. Oh, I didn't and know that. The six, I think, too. They did it for the redesign of the six. Yeah, I think that's they're going for all out for right? fingerprint readers in the back as they should that. be. That's okay. They, you, I, um, I got to spend some time with it. You cannot summon the notification shade with it, no. but that's forgivable because this it's Android One, right? So that's the thing that's really exciting about yeah. this announcement. Is Sorry, that, did I jump you there? No. <laughs> all the phones that all the Nokia phones, other than the one, which is Android Go are going to be switched over for the ones that already are out and and the new ones that are coming that we just talked about are all going to be android one phones so they're going to get their updates immediately yep. uh they're going to be hardcore and, and nokia already did this promised this last year but now they have a brand to go with it because google's provided them that brand and mm -hmm. they're switching the existing nokia 8 nokia 7 nokia 5 nokia 6 no, there's no seven. Six and five from last year, and the three, I think, to, to, to Android, Android One. one which, which is great. It's fantastic. They don't need to do any, like, no manufacturer, I think, anymore should, should feel compelled to modify Android in as major a way as requires a big old heavy skin. Or, or, I mean, or, just think for launch. a second what would happen if Honor, as a brand, decide to distinguish itself especially with all the brouhaha of Huawei political crap because people in their heads don't understand that Huawei and Honor are the same thing. Sure. What if marketing-wise one day tomorrow they said, we're switching to Android One oh. and we're making this Honor brand and we're pushing it hard in the US. It would be such a relief. It would be amazing. Or if they put Android One on the Mate 10 Pro, I mean, that'd probably... Well, I think Huawei it. though is going to make... I mean, they couldn't. They would have to send it as an Honor Mate 10 Pro in the US. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, just to get the... the yeah, the, yeah. to get the, the stupid people off their back. Yeah. Because, you know, all of you stupid people out there not understanding <laughs> that every phone you use today has Chinese-made parts. Right. And even the Huawei phones use parts made by American companies in them. So it's like it's all a wash. 
I just don't. I just don't get the risk reward. It doesn't work and it, out. Exactly. Like, they would wouldn't you, do why, that. Right. Why? So anyway. Anyway, that's all. Um, and and you know, since we're playing, what if? Uh, what if Nokia actually sold their phones more actively in the U.S.? Because you know what's, what's crazy? I mean, they're on Amazon. They are, but I don't know that they would. I, North America is a huge market. I don't know that Nokia would have a massive amount of success in it because it didn't. Nokia has never been a major smartphone player in the United Not States. Not a smartphone never. player, yeah. I mean, Windows Phone explains itself. But even in the Symbian days, it was it, the U.S. was Palm and it was Windows Mobile. Yeah. Like Symbian did not make a meaningful no. dent in the no. States. So, so it's the name, but people do have that nostalgic association with the Nokia name from the, from the dumb phone days of 20 years ago, which is why this new the banana phone is going to be We need to hit. give everyone banana phones. We do. We've got to yeah. bring in a bunch of banana phones. I don't know. Answer. I think, I mean, I still have this pipe dream that they could come into the U.S. and, and you know, be as, at least as popular as OnePlus. Yeah, which, again, not it's a not high a lot, bar. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm excited about this announcement, though. It was a good show for that. Yeah. Um, anything else about Nokia? I don't... It, it was... No, I think it's just exciting to see that their strategy is working, and I'm happy to be able to look forward to them every year now. And, and the, nice their phones are nice, folks. They the, are. the industrial design, the build quality, all these things that we're used to from Nokia, the Zeiss on all their optics, on all their cameras... Yeah. This is a big deal. This is this matters. This is stuff that is, is others Zeiss, don't have. Does the Zeiss matter as a photo expert? The, are the, they doing I mean, anything really, or are they just, just on their name? They're on? just higher quality lenses. Okay, so it's just we'll the glass. glass lenses instead of plastic lenses. Okay, you know, or you know, they might have certain lenses with glass elements. But basically, you get a clearer lens out of that, and that means you get basically better image quality better optics and that was always the case with Nokia's like at their price point compared to anything else they always had clearer photos because the glass was clearer that's what it was the, the little it's hanging the bit glass. in my brain though yeah. the, um, their pro photo mode when you, yeah. when you pull up and you can do manual all the manual settings with those rings yeah yeah straight off the Nokia pure yeah the it's Lumia back the, they the, totally have that on so their phones pleased. yeah I like because I had a 1020 for a long time yeah you did I just loved shooting on I know. it so um, what else do you want to really touch on quickly? Uh, let's talk about quickly Alcatel because that was the day ready? before yesterday. I see. I wasn't at the event. Well, I can tell you really just a bit crazy. Three phones, Alcatel one, no, sorry, Alcatel, th yeah, one, three, and five. The three is actually three phones, which is complicated because there's three Alcatel threes. See that three times in a row? Yes. Um, and so the five is the more interesting one because it's priced. So again, no US availability announced for these, just like the Nokia phones. They may or may not come to the US. Yeah. But the five is in the $200 price range, while 200 euros, so 229 or something. So it could potentially be sold for 229 USD yeah. or even 200 USD. And at that point, it starts competing with the Honor 7X, and right? And the Moto G. And family. the Moto G family. Yeah. And so. And so how does this screen distinguish itself? Well, okay, so uh, specifically compared to the 7X, the 7X lacks NFC and lacks USB Type-C, which are the two things I dinged it on. Yeah. And those two things are present on the Alcatel 5. The thing that the Alcatel 5 foregoes is a metal bolt. It's as you said, you, I think it was you saying the Gizmodo headline today. Yes. The, the, what was it? Oh, it was something, it was great, and I wish I could reproduce it exactly, but it was something like, cheap phones shouldn't feel this good or something. Phones yeah. this cheap shouldn't feel this good. Yeah. It was a great headline. So anyway, they made these 
premium plastic phones. Yeah, Let's they, put it this they way. They do feel good. I have handled them. They're, they're good. But honestly, yeah. they don't feel as good as the, the Polycarb Nokia's did. No, and they don't feel as good as the metal Motorola's either. And can I ask? Exactly. Do they still have, and I don't just mean Alcatel crapware, I, I, the, the, <laughs> the skins. I'm talking about the freaking. You know what they yeah. pissed oh, me I off? Know. Yeah. They replaced the, remember oh. when they, they, they took money to, that, or that something big, yeah, to have the gallery app replaced by the scam yeah. app. And I literally, I was trying was, cheap phones one day and I woke up and my phone's telling me it's out of memory. <laughs> and I'm, you know, right after waking up, I think I feel like I have the brain power of like, you know. An not, ant. Kind of. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, really? And I click on it and it takes me to this skeezy Google Play Store link to download something else. I'm like, this was stock what? on the phone? You yeah. crooks. Well, I mean, you know, that was Brad's first big PR crisis. Um, oh. Poor Brad. Oh. Um, but anyway, the point I'm making is, and let's not even talk about that. I think that's got resolved. Is it, it, well, no, I want, that's what I'm asking. Did yeah, it resolve? The, the, you know, it's typical Chinese company stuff. My, I'm, I mean, this is not something I got from them. My, my understanding is that there was some sort of weird, um, like, rogue element in the company that, you know, that this works in China, we're going to do this to all our phones and did it. Wow. And it, you know, never, no marketing or PR or anybody gets consulted and it, there, there it goes, and right? It just got pushed and out with OTA. I hate to say this, but it's very typical Chinese company thinking. Right. And they don't understand how it works in the West and they yeah, just, that'll you know. that'll kill your credibility right? right quick. Anyway, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about <laughs> just, I wanted to know if it was first. No, 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 I agree. I'm just saying like that's, you know, I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. Okay, good. The Alcatel 5, so plastic is bad. To me, I mean, even though they're premium plastic looking and feeling, they still feel plasticky yeah. enough that you don't really want to touch yeah, them. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's one with a unique finish on it, though, right? There's one that feels like a fabric-y that's just kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember, remember what it's called. It's one called. of the threes. Yeah, know. one of the threes. So, so, they do the, so the, the, what makes the five very unique, though, and uh, as I said, it, it some ways is better than the 7X because NFC and USB Type-C. In some ways, worse because it's plastic yeah. versus metal. But it's the only phone in the $200 range that has um, like Mi Mix style or Aquos crystal style, three sides only, no bezel. Oh yeah. And cool. then one bezel on top in this yes. case. And nobody else has been able to do that because this is what's really exciting to me about Alcatel is that TCL, their parent company, makes TVs and makes their own panels. Yeah, that was and cool. And until now, Alcatel has been purchasing panels from other companies. But with the 5, 3, and 1, it's in-house panels made by TCL for them. And so we're getting all of this TV expertise. Those screens look awesome for they the money. They do look really good, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what we're getting on the five. And so now the three is, there's three different threes, you're right, one of them is a velvety finish. One of them has a finish that feels like a glass sandwich, but mm -hmm. the edge is actually plastic and the back is acrylic, which you know, like U11 Life. Right? Like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Where kind until of fake. You, until you pick it up, it looks great. It looks great, and then you pick it up, and you're like, yeah, plastic yeah. junk. Yep. And so they did that. But the, the, the 3V, which is a higher end, and this 3X, and then I don't know what the base one, 3S cool. or 3. But anyway, until you, um, the, the, the 3V is interesting because it's got 16 by 9, a 1080p plus display. So, oh, yeah. sorry, 18 by 9, not 16 by 9. Yeah, so they're ultra all wide, by nine, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it has, you know, the dual camera system in the back, where the five is a dual camera system in the front for, wow, for like portrait selfies. Super selfies. And yeah, I mean, look, there's nothing too exciting about these phones. They no. just exist. But I have to say that the five does intrigue me a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's kind of a Blackberry motion turned upside down. 
Kind of, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that's, that's basically, uh, I, I mean, we should probably wrap it up, but just did you quickly wanna, mention what? Did you want to hit LG? Yeah, so LG came out with a V30S and a V30S Plus, right. which are basically V30s and hardware with uh, new AI-based camera features, right? Right. And ThinQ. ThinQ. Not Think with a Q, Think but Q. literally Think Q. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's they, they do have a slight memory. They've got a six gig six of RAM gigs on the base and one twenty eight or two fifty six on the um, storage okay, plus micro SD. But that's the only hardware difference you're going to see. This eight forty five that some people were expecting. No, no, it's a great phone though, but it's getting a bit long in the tooth. So it's a refresh. It is. Are the camera feature AI features really that good? They're weird. Uh, you fire up the AI mode and it literally just starts this starts automatically populating words in this cloud on the viewfinder of what it thinks it sees. Whoa! And like half of them are right. So you'll point <laughs> it at the street scene and it'll be like car, trash can, something. And it's just these tiny little words. They don't do anything. You can't select them. They're just there to show you that it's thinking. And then the other half of the words is just totally wrong. Like beer, amusement <laughs> park, <you laughs> foot. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, the one useful feature that I think, and you know, it's scene detection. It's not yeah, damn new. Yeah. The one useful thing we that I saw is that it will, um, it'll give you a night mode or a bright mode or whatever it calls. So if it detects that the light level's too low, it'll give you a little haptic buzz. And the V30 is really good at haptics. It's yeah, haptic it's very good at haptics. And you get a little button, and you can tap it, and it'll bend the pixels. So instead of a 16 megapixel image, it'll it'll give you a four megapixel image that's much brighter. That's very cool. Yeah, but it does look like a shot that was taken from an HTC One M8 in 2014. <laughs> yeah, because it's like four megapixels. Right. Something. Yeah. So not, not terribly newsworthy development. Um, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't have a press conference or anything. They didn't do anything. It's At least it, they had something. I guess. I, is something always better than nothing? I feel like they're probably getting a little more backlash than positive coverage from this, particularly since it's not... It doesn't <sighs> appear to be a terribly... Good improvement, and the V30 was never really great at stills. Yeah, it's made for video. Yeah, and it's supposed to be made for Generation V, and the selfie camera is still crap. So I don't know. I love the V30. I carry it. I love the at V30. shows like this. That wide-angle lens is. You loved it so much, you killed it. Oh, I killed it in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Right after I took a, sh I took a shot of you and Anabong and me, and then did and you then get it out? No, did you get the data? Still, it's gone. still dead, and it didn't back up to Google Photos beforehand. Oh. So my V30 is yeah, but that was my fault. That wasn't the V30's fault, and I adore it. But I just don't see why this version needed to launch. Too much salt water immersion for too long. And um, chlorine. And chlorine for too long. Very bad. Time. Just don't do that to don't your phones. Don't do it. Don't push it. IP68 does not mean you can go doesn't like mean waterproof. nuts. Yeah. No. Don't be. Um, don't be me. I'm. A I'm happy about the V30, but yes, it seems a little desperate. Hopefully, they'll have something up their sleeves to replace the the now defunct G7. Yeah. Um, do you remember the ZT Blade V8 Pro from last year? Not a single. It was a, it was a direct competitor to the Honor 6X. Which well, is why guess I didn't remember it. What? Yeah. Why? I what? don't blame you. <laughs> uh, well, guess what? ZT today announced the Blade V9 something mm. not pro but something else they have two versions and basically it's a competitor to the the honor 7x so it's ah. got the white screen ultra wide screen everybody's doing ultra wide screen yeah 
And that's when my eyes glazed over and I stopped reading the press release. Totally. Um, so <laughs> there's more in the press release, maybe the good phones at the end of the press release. Maybe. <laughs> but since ZT didn't actually invite me to their uh, event and didn't send me the press release until this morning, telling me it was going to be at the same time as Nokia. Sorry, folks, Nokia wins. Yeah. Uh, they are then, pushing the Axon M with a big old banner on a hotel they? over here. The yeah. M here? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was yeah. exclusive to AT&T only in the entire world. I don't know. They're maybe they're launching it somewhere else now. Could be. They've got a lot of banners. Oh, we like the M in its quirky way. It's fun to use yeah, the M fun. to read Kindle books. I, when I pull it out at a coffee shop and I start using it in tablet mode, full screen, it's people fun. are like, wait, what this is, is the future. What is that? And I'm like, this is an alternate future. This is a kind of a crappy alternate future, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, we're kind of in the future. Yeah. And we were just saying how we like, like yeah. you know, bringing back old ideas. Or I know. Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, Huawei. So quickly, oh, Huawei yeah. launched some tablets, which are not very memorable. Nope. I will let you go on the internet to read up on that yourselves, listeners. Good idea. Um, and then there is the Mate Book X Pro. Nailed it. <laughs> um, and that thing is, again, I'll let you read up on it because it's a great, in many ways, a very great laptop. What's very cool about it is that it's got a 91% screen to bezel, uh, screen to body ratio on the on the lid part, which looks cool, which is insane. Like you've never seen a a laptop with that much screen on it, almost. even almost. But XPS thirteen, XPS Adele. thirteen, but not quite as much as this. This yeah. is more. This like edges out like a couple insane. percentages, but yeah. And then uh, it uh, because this they put 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 a camera at all on the bezel. This is the best part. This is the best part. This <laughs> so is the, best part. the the raw function keys in the middle of there's but something that looks like a key and has a little camera icon on it. And if you tap it, just like you tap a key. A camera comes out. <laughs> it's not. It's not motorized. But you know, spring loaded. Spring loaded, and now you get a really bad, like you know, uh, like up, under up chin, up chin terrible. Chin up the so the same problem as the XPS thirteen, <laughs> but with class and flair, and and you retract it. And the nice thing about it is that you can obviously um, hide the camera, so it means that you can have privacy if you really want. Right. To. If you don't want to be sure, there is privacy because you can't. Yeah. But I love that. Like, I, it, when it's not deployed, it just looks like a function button. Yeah. You would never be able to tell it was there. It's very cool. And then the uh, the other thing about this thing has discrete graphics. Oh, really? And it has like really high quality, high end um, core processors like i7s and i5s cool. that are like very competitive. Some generation there? Like the new one, the, okay, the, the eighth, eighth generation. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. And then um, very quiet fan, um, you know, big and SSDs, lots of RAM. They're pretty high end laptops. And it looks hotter. Like the, the MateBook X was a good machine, but to me it always just screamed kind of MacBook ripoff just from the Yeah, this looks design. a little more unique. Yeah. This looks a little sharper, a little sleeker. And they do have two USB C's on one one side and USB-A on the other, which they didn't oh, have. Nice. But I think that was a mistake because the proper way to do this would have to be one C, the other C on the other side so you can charge from either side because sure. both ports support charging huh. and then put the USB-A on one side and the headphone jack on the other side and that would be the perfect design. Probably a lot of space constraints. Did you hear me, uh, Huawei? You can <laughs> fix that next time. Um, but look, it's very thin. It's very slight, 1.3 kilos. So it's about three and something pounds okay. uh, for a laptop that that's a 13 point, almost a 14 inch screen, but in the, the form factor of a 13 like inch a laptop, yeah. uh, or almost great. 12 inch because it's so thin and light and narrow. Anyway, it's cool. And you know, like uh, the Mate, uh, the Mate Book 
10 or X last X. year was a yeah. very interesting proposition. I never got my hands on one, but you did. I did. And I it's think it's kind of cool to see Huawei kind of come out of left field and start making These competitive laptops, laptops at least as competitive as Asus, which as you probably know, is kind of the leader in that Asian market space. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's the news for today. Uh, and, and tomorrow we get up at seven in the morning. Well, at least I do to go to the, the Sony press conference to see the new uh, ultra wide screens, eighteen by nine bezelless, quote unquote, uh, Sony phones. The the thing about those two phones, um, the leaks. At least I can only speak about the leaks right now, right? Officially, uh -huh. uh, is that they? I mean, the, the bezels on the existing Sony phones were so massive that any improvement will be an improvement, and right now it looks like it's an improvement. Yeah, from if the leaks are to be believed, I, yes. we will have to see. I hope I can be excited about a Sony phone again. What Let's else see. is happening tomorrow? I do That's not. That's it for press events, right? I don't know. No, there's other stuff. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Uh, this is why you need to stay tuned for next week's next uh, next podcast, which is this week as well, which will be a group podcast with a bunch of lovely folks that you have all, well, most of them you've already heard of in this in this show, one-on-one. -on -one. And so I encourage you to, uh, to stay tuned for that. It's coming up in a couple of days. And the best part is that, you know, you get two podcasts in a week. I mean, come on. So um, we should wrap it up. Uh, Sounds good. Michael, thanks for being on. Thank you. I'm sorry I can't make that. That's going to be a I lot know, of fun. You can't make thank you for one. carving out time for me on this one. Yeah, and you know what? I appreciate you were able to do it because today was an insane day for both of us. <laughs> and you managed to come over here. It's like 10 p.m., 10.30 now. And we, as I said, have to get up early to do other stuff tomorrow. So I'm going to go finish my own. Oh, and, and I'm doing video. Yeah, I'm doing video editing right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks for being on. Please plug yourself. Tell people where they can find you. Come find me uh, for more talking about phones uh, in video format on YouTube as the Mr. Mobile. It's actually everywhere as the Mr. Mobile. It's T-H-E-M-R-M-O-B. B-I-L-E, and um, except for Snapchat, which I never do anymore. So Forget easy, Snapchat. Easy, Snapchat sucks. Easy as pie. It sure does. There you go. But gives, that's a shame that we have to reward Instagram for totally ripping it off, but they do it better. They do it better. So there you go. And you're on YouTube, of course. YouTube and, and the Mr. Mobile. Yes, yeah. indeed. And so that's where you're going to find most of Michael's stuff. And you know where to find me. I'm at Tankerl, T-N-K-G-R-L, drop the vowels, Tankerl, the comic book. And that's me on Twitter. That's me on Instagram. Uh, on YouTube, it's just youtube.com slash Miriam My full name spelled out with a Y. And then remember to please, please, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you don't know how, mobiletechpodcast.com. Just go there, grab the URSS feed or go on iTunes or go on, you know, Pocket Cast and you'll find me there. And then, you know, subscribe and tell your friends and have a party. And we'll see you later this week. Cheers. Oh, and one more thing. I love listening to music podcasts and audiobooks on my phone. So I'm very pleased to let you know that Audible have come on board to sponsor the Mobile Tech Podcast. So if you'd like to support the Mobile Tech Podcast and get started with listening to incredible audiobooks such as Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, then pop across to audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech and download it now for free. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.